0: In the following live session recording, Michael Flowers, State RA and Camp Kaleo Director, State Missionary, Georgia Baptist Mission Board, shares in a session entitled Purpose-Filled, Mission Skilled. This session will aid the listener in discovering your purpose in Christ and gaining the skills to fulfill that purpose. Let's join Michael now.
1: I'm Mike Flowers. I, I do the Missions Education for the Georgia Baptist Mission Board. And our, our theme we're going to be talking about today uh, that you've, you, you've chosen is mission-filled, purpose-filled mission skills. And I want, to, I want to read that to you. It says, Your mission doesn't begin with your agenda, but with God's purposes on earth. He wants to reach the world with the gospel. And every Christian's life mission should be to fulfill God's mission. It doesn't get any better than that. Uh, that's our purpose. Our purpose is God's mission. And this summer, uh, for our summer camp theme at Camp Coleo, it was per- God's purpose, our purpose. Because we want to teach our staff and our campers to understand it's all about God's mission, the Great Commission, proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. And so during the summer, I gave all uh, the staff this tool. And I've used, I used—I use this tool everywhere I go. I go to complete strangers at Walmart, at Sam's, uh, restaurants, gas stations, whatever. I go to a complete stranger and I say, Excuse me, sir, may I ask you a question? And they say, Sure. And I go, Which one is bigger? Which card is bigger? That red. Are you sure about that? Which card is bigger? <laughs> <laughs> that blue. thought you said the red was bigger. Which card is bigger? I'm
0: going to go
1: with
0: they're the same. Yeah, yeah look oh, they're
1: the same. Yeah, you put them together and you're correct. They are the same size. Right. Only because Austin is showing. He has sheltered Yeah. But but, but complete strangers, I do this with them and I and I say they're the same size. I said it's an optical illusion. It's called deception. And you, sir, have been deceived. I want to tell you two very important truths. The first truth is this Satan is the biggest deceiver on planet earth. He's come to steal, kill, and destroy your life. The second truth is that Christ Jesus is coming to you may have life and have life to the full. Now, do you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, or are you still in the process? I have 15 to 20 conversations a week using these cards. I've never had anyone fail to answer that question. They either say, yes, I am a believer, and then I ask them, how? And they share their testimony, or they will say, I'm still in the process. If they say I'm in the process, then I ask them a follow-up question. I say, sir, sir if you was to die today, God forbid that happened, where would you spend eternity Where you spend eternity. And most of the time they say, I don't know. I don't know. And then I began the process of sharing the Roman road with them. And I led two guys, two strangers, at Sam's in the parking lot of Christ. And I led a guy from the United Kingdom who lives in Woodstock now. He came through camp, uh, like in May, led him to faith in Christ Jesus. And those who I didn't get to share the Roman road with, at least I share two very important truths. Two biblical truths. One, Satan's the biggest receiver. It won't destroy your life. And two, Christ Jesus is couldn't even have life and have life to the full. Two biblical truths. And then I give them these cards. And I say, these cards are for you. Now please read the back of those cards and check out that website and read Save Yourself Some Pain. And so that's part of the process of fulfilling God's mission. Those are your cards. And, and so that, that's what it's all about. Your mission doesn't begin with your agenda. It begins with God's purpose on earth. And I really believe in our churches we have people sitting in the pews who no longer realize what their purpose is. They don't know what their purpose is. There was a story of a lady uh, wanting to commit suicide. And so she's on this bridge, and and she's going to jump off the bridge and take her life. And a a young guy saw her on the bridge, and he he saw her jump, and he decided to jump into action to rescue her. So he got in and he jumped. And in the midst of falling into the water, he realized he couldn't swim. (laughs) So he hit the water, and he's going to drown. Well, the woman rescued him, she discovered she had a purpose. And I think in our churches we got people just, like I said, they're in a pews and and they have no purpose. And so we want to understand that every Christian's life ministry should be to fulfill God's mission. And so this summer our staff and our campers they learned how to use uh, this tool. We taught our Campers though Roman wrote. Romans wrote. And uh, every day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, those kids were learning verses of Scripture and they'd come up to me and, and they would share with me the Scripture they learned. The staffers on the weekends would be sent with these cards and so when they went out to eat on Friday or Saturday or went to Walmart, their charge was share your testimony. And all during summer camp, the campers, they heard the testimony of the staff they heard testimonies on Wednesday night and we had 92 kids coming to faith in Christ Jesus. And so we want those camps to understand that this is what it's all about. It's not about your agenda. It's about God's agenda. And God's work reconciling a lost and dying world unto himself. And so, God's purpose was our purpose. And the guys, you all realize there's nine mission fields? There are nine mission fields. And the first mission field is your life. That's where you start. If we're going to be purpose filled, mission skilled, we've got to begin with my life, my personal relationship, my personal walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. And so I always challenge me and everywhere I go how is your walk with Christ? Do you have a daily quiet time? And what I mean to say is, do you have a daily quiet time that you you rise up, you bend your knees, you bend your will, you bow before God and you say, Lord Jesus, speak to me personally through your written word. And guess what? He will speak to you by His word through His Holy Spirit. And when He does, do you have a spiritual journal that you write that down? How God is speaking? Are you knowing the Word of God? Are you doing the Word of God? Are you sharing the Word of God? Are you praying the Word of God? So it begins with my life. And so we'll make sure those campers have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and then they go to the second mission field, my home. That is your second mission field. We have to ask ourselves, how well do we represent Jesus in our home? You know, I raised my girls up, and, you know, we would have quiet times, and every time we'd get around the piano and sing hymns, and, you know, we wanted Christ to be lifted up in our home. And, man, the church is only going to be strong as its weakest link. And so you began with my life. And if my life is not where it should be with Christ, then how is it I want to affect my home? You know? Psalm 16, verse 8, the psalmist says, I have set the Lord, I love this, I have set the Lord continually before me. Can you imagine if every man would rise up every single day and literally set the Lord Jesus before him. And because he's at his right hand, the Bible says, he says, I will not be shaken. And so as a man, I rise up and I set the Lord Jesus before me continually walking with him. It affects my family because my family's walking with the Lord Jesus Christ on a day-to-day basis, guess what that's going to affect? It's going to affect my church. It will. And so, in our summer camp session, you guys know about a family tree, right? You know how to do a family tree? Well, we taught our kids. Draw a family tree. And identify people in your family that don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and begin to pray for them. So my life, my home, then my church. And then the next mission field is my school. Your mission don't begin with your agenda. It's God's purpose. God wants to redeem a lost and dying world. And so I want those campers, when they left Camp Colletta this summer, I want them to, when they go back to school, Understand, there's losses all around them. And their charge is to use those cards and have gospel encounters, gospel conversations with their peers. Because as a 57-year-old man, it's going to be kind of hard for me to relate to a 10-year-old or 12-year-old or 13-year-old. Would you agree? But if I can train up those young people, guess what? They can relate to their own peers. Now, the people I've won to faith in Christ Jesus and the most people I've witnessed to are those Around my age, and some younger, some older, you know. But uh, to go up to a, a young man or a teenage girl in a Walmart, or whatever, it'd be sort of freaky. <laughs> you know, I, I have with Julie with me, you know, and, and go up to two girls and say which one's bigger, you know, and, and blow their minds with those cards and give them those cards. But there again, know the mission fields, how we are to uh, reach these individuals. And so that's the purpose field mission skill. Uh, thing. It's not about us. It's not about our mission. It's about God's mission. And this is a tremendous resource that I, I like to use because if you're, if you're not fishing, you're not following. And man, we have the church full of people, individuals, we're not following Jesus because we're not having those conversations. And the reason being we've not been trained. There's a movie called Man on Fire, Denzel Washington. Uh, he was in that movie and he played a, a retired military guy who drank too much. He got hired as a bodyguard for this girl in a Latin American country. And uh, the girl's a swimmer. And so she's swimming laps in this pool and he's got a stopwatch and, and he clocks her and she pops out of the water and she says, I'm tough, Creasy. He said these words, there's no such thing as tough. You're either trained or you're not. Period. You're either trained or you're not. And we have lost uh, discipleship in our churches. We're no longer discipling. We're no longer having missions discipleship. And if we're going to reach, if we're going to fulfill this right here, God's purpose here on this earth, we've got to be trained. And that's why I like this resource, purpose Field Mission Skill. Now this, this resource is no longer in print. It was published by North American Mission Board years ago. And I have it on my website so you can download this material for, at no cost to you. You can put it on your smart, your, on your tablet or whatever and use it. But I want you to notice these skills. We just mentioned the mission fields, nine mission fields. My life, my home, my church, my school, my community, my association, my state, my nation, my world. And we we have a lot of um, churches that send kids on mission trips. National mission trips, foreign mission trips. And they're not trained. I mean, you, you put the cart before the horse. So we want to represent Jesus in all these mission fields. But in order to represent Him in those mission fields, we need to acquire... The mission skills. And in this book, it teaches you those 12 mission skills. I want to mention, I want to read some of these skills to you that you'll learn through this process. The first mission skill knows the mission that God has for rescuing the world. An own mission Christian knows the mission. And what's so sad today is we have people in the churches who don't know what the mission is. And let me tell you guys, When you forget the mission, you go out of business. Is that correct? When you don't don't know the mission, you go out of business. And so an on-mission Christian knows the mission. An on-Christian mission prays for guidance and for salvation of others. And that's what we want to understand. We want to pray for the salvation of those in our family, those in our churches, those in our community, in our schools. Prayer is a very important component. Three targets a lost group, targets lost people. Now, Julie, I tell you when I when I when I'm out and about, I go to Walmart, and I, I'm 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 looking for a target. I'm going up and down those aisles. I have in my wallet, those cards, I mean, all the time. And if I spot someone who's not engaged, I mean, they're they're just standing there or looking, and you know. I go up to them, and I say, excuse me, ma'am, or excuse me, sir, And I ask you a question? And they look at me, and I pull up those cards, which one's bigger? And I begin a process of having that gospel conversation. And let me tell you, those cards, it breaks down the walls. The barriers come down, and they're, they're unarmed. And I begin to share with them. And it's been an absolutely glorious, I mean, just a glorious thing to see people respond uh, to, yes, I am, or no, I'm not and to be able to share Jesus with those individuals. It's so easy. You've you got to target people. They're not coming to our churches. We've got to go out where lostness is in the love of Jesus Christ and be willing to put ourselves out there. It's, a, I mean, it's scary, you know? But I don't go in my power. I don't go in my might. I go in the might of Him who's, who's equipped me to go tell others about Jesus. And so I go in His might. And man, it's just, it's just a beautiful thing. And I never had a bad, negative experience. You know, sure somebody responded to faith in Christ, but they took the cards. And those who did, man, we, we just glorified God. We was excited. And I mean, I'd give out cards at Sam's, at the cashier, and I'd go back in next week or two days later, they call me the card man. <laughs> There's the card man. You got some more cards? I, I got some people I want like you to give a card to. You know? I was eating at Old, uh, Old Charlie's, my wife, and the waitress came by. And I did the card with her, and next thing I know, I had an audience of five. I'm sharing with five servers, and they all took the cards. And I'm sitting there eating lunch, and this guy, a server, came up and put a chair in front of me. and He said, "Could you share that with me?"
0: You sit down with us. Sit <laughs> down
1: with us. I begin to share with him. It doesn't get any easier than that. Let me tell you, there are people who desperately need to to know the love of Jesus Christ. And we are the ones to tell them. It says, trains to to understand a culture of lost groups. Develops relationships with a wide variety of people. Uh, Strategizes to reach target groups. Develops strategic partnerships to accomplish the mission. Trains to be effective in serving others. Implements specific plans to reach others. Delivers the message. Disciples new believers, and shares the mission with other Christians. This this material, like I said, I want to give you the website, and you can go to that website and download this piece. This piece. Okay. It's a fantastic material. I share it with pastors. You know. Uh, and it says it's a work study for you. I shared it with pastors. I said, man, everybody in my church needs to go through this book. It's fantastic. It's not in circulation anymore. But it's some of the best material that I've seen uh, helping to equip people with these skills to tackle these mission fields. It's just one piece that can do that. We have other pieces on our website. For instance, The Quest, The Journey. Those are two pieces. That, that Those two pieces of material cover six years. It's six years of material. For instance, when you start with The Quest, and I have that book right here, and there again, you can download it. You can download it. And you got mile marker one. So you got six miles of material. Mile marker one. And you got the nine mission fields. So the first mission field is my life. And so when you lead a student through this material, the first thing he's going to do is says uh, write your testimony and share with your group. Now, my first challengers group that I had a few years back, in the first session, I led three boys to faith in Christ Jesus. In the first session. Because those boys, they have a testimony. And I shared a plan of salvation, all three boys responded to faith in Christ Jesus. And when they came back the next Wednesday, I had three new Bibles for those boys. Three new Bibles. And we began a process of missions, discipleship. Because in this thing, it's it's three components know it, do it, share it. And so there's Bible stories they are exposed to. They learn the encounter with God. And in this first session says, do you have a personal relationship with God? Whether well, they're confronted with that question. Do I have... And they didn't. And so, six. this book covers two years and the journey covers four years. And so here, they focus on my life for four miles or four activities, then they go to my home for four activities, then my church, four activities. And then you continue to move on. Tremendous resource. But it's missions discipleship. It's helping give the skills to young people. And so you start with my life, then you go to my home. And one and like in the first mile marker in my church. Uh, one thing is interview a pastor, interview a staff person. One activity may be go visit another church. Come back and report to your group. And so here a young man goes to a church and like man there's no signage. You, I mean, you know, I, As a state missionary I go to a lot of churches and I go in churches that have good signage and there's people out there welcoming you and so glad you're here and will show you direct you to your place. I've gone into churches where, man, no one shakes your hand, no one acknowledges your presence. You know? And so you write about that experience so that you can help strengthen your church. So a, a, a great resource. So Mama, well, don't you think adults, I mean, even new
0: Christians or even adults are even our age could go through that. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean
1: yeah, any age could go through that. Yeah, any age
0: would There's be great. For you. I think it's
1: a good friend <laughs> But it's stuff that, you know, we have gotten away from as far as hands-on, mentoring, developing, deploring. You know, I mean, you got to, you got to go through basic training before you deplore. You know, I mean, how would you like... I mean, you served in the military. How would you like... Uh, hey, man, sign up. Okay. they not not
0: training. No training
1: or anything. Huh? And that's what we do in our churches. We're not training. We're not developing for deployment. And, and, and we're
0: dying. What, what website is, is this on? I'm
1: going to give you these two pieces right here. It's, uh, the website is listed at the very bottom. ga-ra.org. You can circle that. And uh, on that website are those resources. And a tremendous. Uh, like I said, you can put it on your uh, smart tablet or go print it. Oh, I mean, the mission booklet. I mean, I yeah. can download now? it. It's like then. a PDF. Yeah, yeah. Here's the website right here. I've got this iPad. That, that's what the website looks like Georgia Roll Ambassadors. And you just click on uh, RA Resources. I just clicked on it. And look at all those resources right there. There's a whole list. whole list of resources. And the one I'm talking about right now is the very last one purpose, field, mission, skill. Okay. And then you got the Challengers Quest, the Challengers Journey. Those are the pieces I just shared with you. We have a piece called The Last Frontier Survival, it's a 10 week piece. teach kids how to survive on Frontier. Give them Frontier survival skills. Great piece to use. Uh, So some tremendous resources. But that will help you to take a group of young people, youth, children through and help give them the skills to accomplish uh, God's mission. Uh, Another piece that I love to use because you can't lead where you haven't been yourself. And I've been using this this material uh, doggone, I started using this in my last pastorate in South Carolina. I was in a church. It was a dead and dying church. Wasn't reaching people for Christ. And our last five years there were in the top 10% of baptism in the state of South Carolina. Well, our last 15 months we reached 79 people for Christ, and and baptized 79 new believers in Christ. And every person who responded to faith in Christ Jesus, we immediately linked them up with someone to disciple them, to mentor them. And it was through operation multiplication. And this is a 17, 17 to 18 week process it's some of the best material there is on multiplying disciples. And so the first piece in this book, uh, you'll see is called, it's Eight Session Discipling Equipping Guide. This piece, you would get a spiritual mature believer and take them through eight weeks of this material. Eight weeks. So four weeks of this, it would expose them to Call to Joy, which is seven weeks, and then it exposes them to call to growth, which is 11 weeks. So, a total of 18 weeks one on one mentoring. Now, we have the one on many, the pastor in worship. We have the one on some through Sunday school, but what we do not have is the one on one mentoring. And so, have some great uh, lessons. Uh, for a new believer or for a person just uh, in the church who needs to grow. For instance, you'll talk about the love of God, uh, the learning to walk, the perfect example, the secret of godliness, principles for living in victory. Uh, and then there's some, this is uh, the leader's book. It's bigger than the student book. You can see it's almost double the size. But in the leader's book, there's some great lessons on for the leader. For instance, you're gonna learn uh, follow-up and overview, uh, how to develop a meaningful relationship. Because when you mentor somebody, I mean, granted, uh, there may be someone that you may you just really don't have a connection with, but you will. You got you got we gotta learn how to develop a meaningful relationship. Just like I shared with the. Those twelve skills, you know, learning the culture, developing that to be able to reach people for Christ, uh, a New Testament approach to ministry, association with Jesus, discipleship as a lifestyle. So, it's some of the best material I've seen on developing missions discipleship to grow the church. At one time, we had forty-one people being mentored through this process. We birthed sons to classes like you wouldn't believe. I mean, had to put classes in my house, in a choir loft, choir room, sanctuary, the fellowship hall. Had to put six classes in the fellowship hall, get petitions. And it created such an excitement because people were coming to faith in Christ Jesus and being mentored. The church had a purpose. We didn't have men's ministries. We didn't have women's ministries. We didn't have Jack Diddley Squat. Nobody in the church wanted to do anything. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, you got people in the church like, well, we used to have this. Or, we used to have royal ambassadors. We used to have men's ministries, but we don't anymore. It didn't, it didn't work. Mm-hmm. No, you, you just had a, you, you didn't have, you didn't have really have anything. You didn't train anybody, you didn't disciple anybody. And so through this process, people who went through operational multiplication who were discipled, god spoke in their heart and god called out men to be men's leaders god called women to be women's leaders god called men to say hey i want to start royal ambassadors i want to lead challengers had a young man say i want to go to, to ukraine or romania to preach the gospel we had a group of ladies who started prison ministry for kids whose parents were incarcerated and they came to me and said we want to start a ministry for these kids i said what do you want to do we want to rent a skate around want to buy pizza Want the kids to skate? Want to feed them? Want to tell them about Jesus? Had three church vans just sitting in a parking lot, not being used. And I had people come join the church. They said, "We want to start a van ministry. We, We drive the buses for the school system in Waterloo. We can go fill those vans up." Man, sure enough, man. Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, four church vans, packed full of kids, unchurched kids. You see, when you began to realize it's not your mission, it's not about your own personal agenda, it's about God's purpose here on earth, and that's to reduce lostness, when you get everybody on that same sheet of music, it transforms the church. And we had a saying, someone came from saying, they were members at Snellville Baptist Church. They were uh, Dr. James Merritt was their pastor and they moved from Atlanta and moved to our area and came and joined our church. And they had a saying about our church. It said, there's no place like this place, so this must be the place. And we was the church out of the country. But yet, I mean, we was, I mean, God was blessing. I mean, packed out, out of space, and uh, reaching lostness like you would believe in that area where there's no growth. The area was established. I mean, there's nothing there. Uh, no new homes being built. No one's moving in. It's an established community, just like so many of our communities. But yet, 79 people came to faith in Christ Jesus in 15 months. The last 15 months. If it can happen there, it can happen anywhere. But we've got to understand this is what it's about. Every Christian's life mission should be, fl- be to fulfill God's mission. And it's not going to happen overnight, it's a process. And this process right here, Operation Multiplication, it changed. It changed that little church. Now I had guys from Southwest and Baptist Theological Seminary contact me and call me up to tell me about this material and want to set up a meeting. And so he showed up at my church with uh, Corey Gold, who's another friend of mine in the same association. And man, I heard him give the spill and I'm like, man, I, I want this. And so... I implemented the process. My buddy, Corey, he put it on his shelf. Did not implement it. His church stayed the same. And New Prospect Baptist Church, Lawrence, South Carolina, took off. Like I said, our last five years, top 10% of baptisms in the state of South Carolina. And this material, you don't want to go up and give a brand new person, a believer, hey, man, I got something for you, Brother Tom. We're going to go through a study. Would that freak you out? If I gave you a packet like that, you're like, I'm not ready for that. This packet is for two people. It's for two people. And so, when we lead someone to faith in Christ Jesus, now I've just trained you, Patrick, and you got your packet, you know, and uh, we've gone through the process for eight weeks, and you went someone in faith in Christ Jesus, you would give them the spiritual journal, In this book, that's not so bad, is it? Huh? That's not as scary, is it? I mean, this is your word. This is your book. This is your journal. That—that's that, not so scary. And say, hey, we're gonna go on a journey for seven weeks, you and I, for seven weeks, yeah. and it's gonna be a fantastic journey. And you'd meet at home or at the office or somewhere for an hour, an hour and a half. And let me tell you, it changes lives. I had a biker, Lanny Quick his wife was leaving him, his, her name was Candace, and man, she comes driving by the church with her child, going to leave her husband, and the Holy Spirit of God just compelled her to come into worship, and she did, and man, uh, God spoke to her heart, and when she walked out, she said, would my husband be welcomed in this church? I said, oh yeah, he will, and I went and visited him on Monday night, and I ain't going to tell you what he told me, but the next Sunday, he came to church, blue jeans, white button-down dress shirt, hair in a ponytail earrings, tattoos, I mean he was a biker, alcoholic, drug addict, biker bars, that's all he and his wife knew. They have never darkened over church, ever. And here, she was there the first Sunday, here he is the second Sunday, and four weeks later they walked the aisle and made a of faith in Christ Jesus. And I said, Landon and Candace, since y'all made a of faith together, I want you to be at our house on Wednesday night after prayer meeting. Wednesday night they came to my house, my wife and I, we sat down there with them, it was the most sweetest thing you ever saw. We are in a holy huddle. I mean, just tears just a flowing. We went through the first lesson understanding the gospel. Understanding the gospel. I mean, tears just flooding their faces because they got gloriously saved. When I baptized him, a few weeks later, the man did cut his hair. He goes to work. People say, hey man, what happened to you? He said, the old Lanny is dead. This here is a new Lanny. And every week, bringing the people to church bring people to church. All He knew was lost people. You know what I'm saying? We have wasted the most precious resource in our church and that's people. You have someone putting faith in Christ Jesus in your church and man, they sit their name, put their name on a church's roll and they sit down in a pew and they die. They, they're not trained. They just sit there and become like everybody else. You know, when we should take them and go through this process right here and develop them because everyone they know's laws. And I said it's easy to go from a church that's not baptizing anybody to baptizing 79 when you're unleashing the church. Not the pastor alone. Do you realize it's been said that nine out of ten, nine out of ten clergy and laity combined have never won one single person in faith in Christ Jesus? Nine out of ten, they never won one thing. That's tragic. And that's why our church is in the state that we're in. We're, we're, not, we're not reducing lostness, we're surrounded by it, but we're not doing anything about it. And that's what Purpose Field Mission Skill is all about. It's developing a culture that people are involved in God's mission. And so we use that Purpose Field Mission Skill workbook. I use the journey, the quest, I use operation multiplication, and of course the hand that I gave you uh, is a piece that I use for role Ambassadors because you can't lead where you haven't been yourself. And let me tell you, what our boys need the most today in the church is men boys definitely need men involved in their lives. And uh, like I said, you can't lead it if you're not doing it yourself. If you're not a man who's knowing the Word of God, who's doing the Word of God, who is praying the Word of God, who is sharing the Word of God, how can you expect to lead the boys to do this? And I go into church and I do training all across the state, and I go into a church and man, what have y'all been doing? Well, we read the story, and we pray, and we go play. Well, that's not Royal Ambassadors. Now, how many of you guys have done Royal Ambassadors? You doing Royal Ambassadors now? Well, we're not now. Yeah, but you have, yeah. and you yeah,
0: we're,
1: have. We're doing it. Yeah, and uh, you're at Poplar Springs Church. Mm-hmm. Now, I love the Royal Ambassador Pledge. I mean, that, that, that RA Pledge is this right here. Don't you think? Yeah. That sums up the RA Pledge. purpose field, mission skill. For you see, as a royal ambassador, I will do my best to become a well-informed, responsible follower of Christ. What does that sound like? That's discipleship. You know? And it's not an option. It's not a suggestion. It's a command. We're called to make disciples. And that's what royal ambassadors is about. It's missions discipleship. Is cultivating the next generation that the church can count on. And when we do it properly, when we do it the correct way, guess what? You will have a boy who will understand the mission fields, who has acquired the mission skills, and who is on a mission for Jesus Christ. That's the whole purpose of Royal Ambassadors to have a Christ like concern for all people. To love is Christ's love. To love is God's love. When you look at the life of Jesus, he, he had a driver. Every single one of us has a driver. There's something that's within us that drives us to make us do the things that we do. And that driver also has an effect. Everything we do, effects. And so you look at the life of Jesus, it's very easy to understand the driver. He said, I didn't come on this earth to do my will, but what? To do the will of the Father that sent me. That was the driver. What was the effect? Seeking and saving the loss. That's it. So it stands a reason. If Jesus Christ is the driver in my heart, He's driving me, guess what? It's going to be the same effect, don't you think? If He's moving in my life, if He's speaking in my life, He's roaring into my life, guess what? It's going to be the same effect. I'm going to be outside having Gospel conversations with people everywhere I go. Because that's his mission. His mission is my mission. God's mission, our mission. And so to have a Christ like concern for people everywhere. To learn how to carry the message of Christ around the world. Man, we're not doing that. <laughs> we're not learning how to do that. To work with others and share in sharing Christ and to keep myself clean and healthy in mind and body. What an awesome pledge to live by until Jesus Christ comes again. And so, you can see the process. If we start with operational multiplication, mentoring men one-on-one, and men understand their purpose, then they, in turn, can work together as a group of men to work with role ambassadors, to work with challengers, through the journey, through the quest, through the book, Purpose, Field, Mission, Skills, through Rolling Ambassadors, and you're, you're, just, you're just raising up an army of soul winners. And man, that's what we need. We're not going to reach this next generation if we don't raise up the next generation of soul winners for Jesus Christ. And so, I, I, I love this, this piece right here. Uh, if you're familiar with Rolling Ambassadors, you know about the, the magazines. And uh, I developed this piece because at Camp Kaleo we have uh, big events. We have summer camp, we have camporee. we have congress. And those events, those boys need to be paired to participate in. And so you can take this, this handout right here and get the RA material, the magazine. And go with my handout, and you can make a difference in those kids' lives. You can tell the mission story. You can teach them to be involved in missions with mission acti- action activities every month. And prepare them for these events. Now, uh, Brother Tom, uh, how many boys do y'all have at your church right now that you're working with World Royal Ambassadors?
0: Um, probably consistently about eight.
1: Eight? And have y'all ever been to any of our state events?
0: Um, we, I'm not their leader, but uh-huh. uh, probably not in a while. We've had some difficulties in the church, in, and yeah. in
1: back. And Poplar Springs is located in what city? Dublin. Dublin. Okay, good deal. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, you know, interest events. You know, we want to we want to use. Royal Ambassador events such as Congress, Camp Derby, canoeing, hiking, so many things. There's so many kids out there that, man, they've been raised in single homes. And, man, you can use these interest events to draw boys into the church. And once you get them into the church, man, proclaim the good news, win the faith in Christ Jesus, and then begin that journey of mission discipleship. Because for every lost boy, you win the Christ. And just think of that the other boys he knows that don't Christ. I mean, it's just, it's everywhere. Yeah. And we're the ones God wants to use to reduce lostness. And so this is a tremendous piece to use uh, in reaching rural ambassadors. We also have, like I said, all this material I'm talking to you about is on that website. Are you familiar, Patrick, with the R.A. resource book? Yeah, I, probably somewhere in a box. I still have a lot of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I do so many trainings and, and so many of the guys, all they have on hand is this magazine, the R.A. Leader, and a boys' magazine, R.A. World. That's the only resource they have, and I'm like, guys, you're going down a creek without a paddle. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, that's your mission story, your focus, But here's your paddle. The RA Resource Book. Tons and tons of material. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. It's all there right there for you to to get the boys interested in interest events and things such as that. Physical fitness. I I love that component of, of the physical fitness skills. Teaching the boys to be physically fit. Because we, I, I was talking to some people a few years back uh, from the North American Mission Board, and the girls are kicking our tails. The girls are going on mission trips overseas into the jungles and all over the place, and uh, the girls are doing it. The boys are falling by the wayside. The boys just can't handle it. And maybe we got we got, we got to reverse that trend. We got to get boys involved in learning these skills and so this is a tremendous resource book to help you lead an effective Royal Ambassador program as well as the Campcraft magazine, you familiar with the Camp Craft book? Yeah, yeah you see Royal Ambassadors was started in 1908 you know Boy Scouts came to America in 1910. So, with Roland Bashers, we had the first Camp Craft Manual. And so, part of the curriculum that I have on my handout is you know, you don't want to tell wagging the dog. So, a typical Wednesday night program would look like you'd bring the boys in and you'd have your pledges, the RA pledge, whether the American flag, the Christian flag, the RA pledge. and jump right into the lesson, and I tell men everywhere, uh, you don't have to just have one person do this. An RA leader should be the conductor of an orchestra. And I never saw an orchestra with just one instrument. There's a lot of instruments. And man, he's conducting that thing, and man, he points this person, and man, they come and do a solo. Or, you know, he's doing it. And same thing with the RA team. You get every, I believe, every single man in the church should be involved in the process Role Ambassadors. Not that they're there every Wednesday night doing it, but you could have one guy commit for this month. You can get 12 different guys and say, would you mind coming in on Wednesday night and telling the mission story for 15 minutes or 20 minutes? Give them the material soon and early. You come in, I want you to tell the story. Don't read it. I've gone to chapter meetings where the guy said, Hey, Johnny, how about you reading the first sentence? And you read the next paragraph. And, no, man. Tell the story. And once he tells the story, he's free to go. And so your first part is the pledge. the second part is the lesson. The third part is your missions and your activity. I have a uh, third part, missions, Georgia State Event Prep and Mission Action. And so I have here on a handout, you know, you got international missions, you got North American missions, you got state missions, you got world hunger. And guys, I know you got people in your church who love missions. And so you could pick four different guys and say, hey, Fred, how about in December you come in and what I want you to do is take the farm international missions. You take the lead on that and you help teach the boys about the international mission study. Show the video. Do the lesson. Have a missionary come to your church. There's so many ways you can do that on this handout. And then, you got guys in your church who may be Boy Scout leaders or, like I said, military or EMTs, nurses, doctors. There's so many skills that people have in your church. I mean, they can come in and teach the boys the basics of first aid. They could teach the boys knot tying. They could teach the boys map and compass. They could teach the boys archery, rifles, fishing, hiking, canoeing. I mean, all, there's so many you would not believe. At Camp Arie, one of my favorite events, we have boys come there, and one of our activities is air is, uh, rifles, BB guns. Anyhow, boys who are 12, 13 years old have never fired a BB gun. Never. You got boys that are high school boys have never fired, I mean, shot a, a, a bow and arrow. Never. It's, it's funny to watch them try to uh, figure this thing out. You know, what am I supposed to do with this thing? There are so many skills that we could, as men, in the local church, impart to these boys and get them away from the TV away from the video games and teach them some real life skills they can use on the mission field. And that's why we have campcraft skills. That's why we got them. We want to teach the boys, understand you have a purpose. And your purpose is God's purpose, reducing lostness. And you need to know there are nine mission fields. And to reach those nine mission fields, you need to acquire the mission skills. And granted, on some of those fields, it may lead you to the furthest reaches of the world, which means you need to know some campcraft skills. Can you see how you can use this whole process? It's, it's a great process. Hands-on. Not just sitting in a class being lectured to for, or being taught a lesson for an hour. It's hands-on developing. Same with the leaders. It's hands-on. Tremendous stuff. Any questions? What do you think about this process. Uh, uh, yeah, we've, I know, we've been in churches over over the years yeah. in the past that have that have you know been been more active, certainly with RAs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, the boys they just they get into it. Yeah, it's, they're they're so like you said, hands on. Hands on. Got to be doing something. Yeah, they're doing something. They. They uh, they're into it. They learn different than the girls. And what I love about a campcraft manual is it's, it's age graded, and so some of the skills they're going to learn: uh, trip planning, equipment and shelter, rope craft, tool craft, fire craft, cooking, first aid, safety and sanitation, map and compass, nature conservation, fern worship. So they're going to learn those skills, but it's age graded. So you have patches. And you got skills that you know first graders will learn, second graders, third graders. So it's age-appropriate skills for those kids to learn from first grade through twelfth grade. So tremendous resource that man you don't have to. You can download it on your, like I said, my Android or your iPad, your phone. So you don't have to have a hard piece. You can just do it and share it and teach it from your your phone and use all this other stuff that's just right there on the website. Some good resources. And it's not outdated. I mean, I hate this it's not being published, but the North American Mission Board, they're they, were, they, they, were, they were going to chunk this stuff. And i got books at the camp, uh, Bible study uh, books, and that resource, and some other resources that I like, man, I, I'll take it off your hand. I ain't going to throw it away. Yeah. And uh, I have permission to Copy it and download it and stuff. Uh, it's, not, it's not broke. Right. It's just we don't utilize some of the best resources we have available. Yeah. You know? And so uh, that's basically the resources. Now there's some other things on the website as well. Oh, yeah, i got to give you that as well. Uh, on my website, I have some smaller uh, pieces. Uh, we have the RA Resource Book, which is this. You won't have to download it. I'm going to have to give you this copy. And this book, it has all the stuff we do as far as Racer Derby, Camperee. Congress. Congress is our next event that's coming up the first weekend of November. Brother Tom, you guys will love this event. Uh, it's called Reaching the Nations The Race for Missions. And we're going to have a 5K Wildwood hike or run uh, Mission Possible obstacle course. It's a four-person team. Uh, without teamwork, you cannot complete the mission. We're going to have missionaries a worship, so it's a huge event. Uh, but the other handouts on that website, we got some uh, PDFs. For instance, challengers' adventure, uh, challengers' evangelism, uh, challengers' mission, and challengers' personal development. Those are some uh, tremendous uh, lessons for uh, for middle school and high school boys. There's four to five lessons. Very easy to do and, and very challenging uh, for those boys to acquire some skills, especially in the area of evangelism and missions and personal development. So, you got 14 pieces right there at your fingertips on our website you can download and use. And so, I'd encourage you. Uh, if you're not doing any of that I'd encourage you to start right here with Operation Multiplication start there uh, find someone and mentor someone and go through that process and then begin purpose-filled mission skill of course you can do that purpose-filled mission skill with everybody
0: right.
1: tremendous resource but I want to develop leaders who who are being discipled and that process operation multiplication has been the best process and you can get this material you can google Operation multiplication or go to disciple disciple -maker.org disciple -maker.org and you can order this it's, it's 30 bucks twenty nine ninety five. I, I get a whole I get cases of it and I sell it for 20 bucks twenty dollars they give me a deal. I can sell one packet to a church. I can't sell multiple packets. <laughs> and uh, even at $30, you can't go anywhere where you're going to get this type of resource. That's a deal. Even at $30, that's, that's material for two people. You won't go nowhere to get that. And so if y'all would like to buy a packet, I can give you a packet today. Or you can just order uh, order online. But if you got questions, I'm always available uh, to answer those. I'm going to give you my card. Always have to come to your church and and do a training. And also, here's another little card. Uh, If you don't have a Bible app on your phone, that's Bible.is. It's the entire Bible dramatized. My wife and I, we love to listen to it. When we travel, it is a fantastic resource. And this summer, uh, all our campers, they went home uh, with uh, the gospel tracks that I gave you, showed you. They went home with an MP3 player with a New Testament dramatized. And it's that Bible that I is it's New Testament dramatized. They went home with a Bible with a challenge, go share and proclaim the good news. Now, I don't know how many is going to be faithful to that task, but hey, we start them early. And we, 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 we hope we were faithful in doing that. And uh, we, we heard a good, good reports so far. You know, kids are sharing, and, and of course, their lives and parents called us up to man, what a difference it's made in my child's life being at camp. Right. And uh, I want to plug Camp Kaleo. By the time you've you probably heard of us, right? Yes, sir. You can get us to your people in your church. We book year round, so we have year round retreats. And of course, you do not want to miss if you got kids. You want them to come to summer camp. We do uh, boys and girls, overnight adventure camp. We use rolling ambassadors. We do role ambassadors. But girls, you know, they want to have some of that experience as well. And so our girls are in cabins with girl leaders. In, uh, it's filling for a site. Yeah, it's for a it's, it's still a beautiful camp, growing every year. Uh, see, we had 92 kids coming to faith in Christ Jesus this past summer. So great things are happening. Yeah. All right. The next event's November first and second. So if y'all would like to promote that, come join us for RA Congress. Now, do we got any questions? I know I've covered a lot. But I hope it's been beneficial. I hope it's been very beneficial to you. Well,
0: we we appreciate the work. Yeah, I guess
1: certainly the last few years haven't had a had a different view of it, you know appreciate what all do there. Yeah, thanks, brother. Oh, yeah. Oh, it is. It, it changes lives. Yeah. You
0: know, I know it impacts those kids because I know a
1: couple summers ago we had one that went with, with Carson who accepted Christ mm-hmm. through his time there. But, yeah. But, but even even those that are working there, you just see the, the spiritual growth of those, oh, man. Of those folks. Yeah. I, I'm Marvel. This year we had, like I said, 29 staff, 11 of staffers from Truett. And uh, several of those guys are called dimensions pastors. We got several boys going to be preachers. And uh, every year, God sends me some of the best staff in known universe. And uh, they're near and dear to my heart. And uh, these campers, our staffers pour into them. And our, our staffers understand their purpose. It's about the gospel. And uh, to see the kids respond, we, matter of fact we had a teenager this summer who said he was saved and uh, very active in his church but not he wasn't saved and uh, doing drugs doing things he wasn't supposed to be doing and every night those campers got to hear testimony from the staff you know and through that week of testimonies and through the week of uh, being challenged that kid came to faith in Christ Jesus and man I tell you the transformation was just I mean his Whole countenance, his whole spirit, everything about him was completely different when he shared the man. They trust Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior, and that's what it's all about, man. If it's just one person, it's well worth it all. Absolutely. And like I said, there's kids in our churches right now. You know, I mean, I get applications from kids that want to serve on staff, and I, I read their testimony, and I'm like, uh, this person don't know Jesus, or this is not a testimony. And yeah, they're in church, but they have not been developed. They've not been trained. Uh, they go to church, and, and I don't know what all they're experiencing. But man, it's not the kind of development training I had when I was growing up as a youth. Mm-hmm. When I was in, in, you know, going through the training in the '70s and '80s, man, it was—we were being trained.
0: We were being developed. Yeah, but we don't. I mean, but churches today, there's no training union. No. There's no in Sunday school. You have. Different materials that uh, even the adult lessons, you know, almost straying away from Bible verses. Yeah, yeah. and it's you know, it's it's a big shift. Yeah, and
1: we got to get back to the basics. Mm -hmm. I mean, people have gotten to the habit where they learn the same lessons year after year after year, and forget those same lessons. And there's no, there's not consistent spiritual growth year after year after year. You know. And like I said, we've lost our purpose, we've lost uh, we've lost our call. And uh, I want to I want to see that change. And and the Georgia Baptist Mission Board, our leadership, man, the whole thing is man, we've got to get back to discipleship and, and, and reducing lostness and and uh we got a leadership that's very passionate about that. And we gotta we gotta pray for our pastors. I mean, I've been preaching thirty dog 30, thirty-six years, <laughs> you know. A long time, and I mean, I, w- I want to see losses reduced. And I know you guys. I thank yeah, you.
0: For have you your seen the new Baptist material they're putting out? Uh-uh. About, uh huh. About the three circles. Oh yeah, yeah, I've seen Saying that. Well yeah, yeah. yeah, I've seen instead that. Instead of using the crop, that uh, Roman way. The what? The well, uh, a different way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a different. Yeah. But I mean, it's. I like the
1: Roman Road, and I love. I love. Uh, through Operation Multiplication we used uh, Billy Graham's track "Steps to Peace mm-hmm. with God." That's my favorite track. I love that. I have had people in my car, you know, when I was pastoring and, and driving. I said, "How about uh, reading that? Reading that to me?" And of course, this is what we shared in our church when I pastored in South Carolina. This was a track.
0: I mean, most of us learn that way. Yeah. Yeah about how to lead somebody to Christ. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's, uh, it's just, uh, you know, time for revival. It is, it
1: is. And with our kids, this is what we taught the staff and taught the campers. We taught them this way, uh, uh, the the, bri- uh, the the bridge illustration and uh, all that. And they would come in and teach, they share it to me, you yeah. know. And uh, I want them to go home and pull out a piece of paper, a napkin, and draw it out. Here's man on this side. That's right. Here's God on this side. And, and, and what's that sin? And only Jesus can bridge that, you know. And uh, man, if they communi- man, they can communicate. Man, that's simple to communicate. And I pray that we'll get back to seeing lostness reduced. Well, let me pray with you guys and thank you again for being here with us today. And uh, yesterday, let's pray. Father God, I just want to thank you for this beautiful day, Lord, to be in your house with these men. And Lord. All across this church, Lord, people being uh, trained and Lord exposed to Lord so many resources we can use to Lord to better equip the saints in the church. Father, just pray, Lord, you would just give us passion and Lord give us desire to learn more and to do more. We pray in Christ's name. Amen.